0: Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, May 22nd, we look at Lesson 8, Covenant Law. Together, let's find out how God's law is the thing that keeps us. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell
1: and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's word, And together, we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study.
0: Okay, here we go. Lesson 7, Covenant at Sinai. And our memory text comes from Exodus 19, verse 4. And this is the Revised Standard Version. And it says, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagle's wings, and brought you to myself. Uh, I love that uh, imagery right there. Uh, And I was looking at Earlier and how a mother eagle teaches her uh, her her I know baby chicks to fly. Uh, she actually throws them out, but if they can't fly yet, she goes down and she catches them mm. and she brings them back up to the nest. And so you see that isn't that exactly what God does for us oft- often? Exactly. I mean, what a what
1: a loving God that we have. That uh, He wants us to grow and stretch us, uh, but He doesn't just kind of. Throw us out and and let us be destroyed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even though it might seem like we're falling, he's there catching us, right? Exactly. All right, so so Michael, tell us a little bit more about On Eagle's Wings.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, if you think about the story of ancient Israel, you know, um, here they are in a cross-cultural context, right? So Joseph goes down, they resettle down there. They're in a different land. And as different pharaohs come and go... That eventually they kind of forget the story of why they're there, and they begin to be mistreated. They're uh, identified as sort of a lesser group. You know, mm-hmm. they were shepherds, and those were kind of detested by the ancient Egyptians. They 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 saw them as a second class kind of kind of citizens, and um, and so there they are, and they're in eventually in bondage. You know, and and but in the midst of their Struggles, God had not forgotten them. It's true, you know, and and so in fact, God had promised to deliver them. and And um, there's a couple of examples of this that um, are texts that are here for us today. Um, Exodus 19, verse 4: You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. So again, the same illusion of of God being that that loving. Father, that loving parent, that loving, um, that loving, kind of like that mother or father eagle that pushes yes. them out of the nest, but not to destroy them, but to. To, to save them and protect them, right? Teach them how to fly. <laughs> Teach them, exactly. And that's that's the whole story of the Exodus, is God teaching them to fly, right? Yes. And and then the second um, uh, passage here is from Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 29 to 31. I'm using the NIV today. Uh, and it says, Then I said to you, do not be terrified and do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God, who is going before you, will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. And in the wilderness, and there you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reached this place. So again, we're talking about the story of of the Exodus and how they escaped from Egypt. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a dramatic story. Very, very divine intervention. They cross the Red Sea. You know, there's a pillar of fire that stops them, and then <laughs> their enemies are consumed. And so God's like, you know, hey, remember what I did for you? Yeah, don't forget. Exactly. Uh, and so there's a beautiful image of, of God and how God cares about his people. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you know, a, a big part of that is, um, uh, you know, just remembering uh, that uh, here's Israel. Uh, they have these incredible challenges, and yet um, God is with them through all of that. Um, and I think from that, there's some patterns, but help us out, Buster. Um, yeah, what yes. are these patterns? So
0: there's actually a pattern of salvation that's there. In Exodus 6, uh, cha- chapter 6, verses 6 and 7, once again, the Revised Standard Version. I'm not going to read all of it, but it says, "Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will deliver you from their bondage, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. And I will and I will take you from my for my people, and I will be your God." And he's showing them all these different things he's going to do. Don't forget that I'm the one that brought you out. But it, it asks this 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 question that really helped had me pondering. What principle do we see in them, uh, talking about uh, in everything, especially this covenant, as before, regarding the role of God towards humanity and the covenant relationship? Mm. And I just remember this. uh, Focus on the word I, as it appears in the the verses. I'm going to do this. I'm going to save you. I'm going to bring you out. Yeah. and same thing with our, 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 our view of salvation as Adventist. Mm-hmm. We're saved by grace uh, through faith and not by ourselves, lest anyone should boast. Yeah. It's Ephesians two eight. And so recognizing that I, the I that belongs in salvation is not mankind's eye. Uh, it's God's eye. <laughs> He's the one that does it for us. And we see this in the covenant, um, time and time again. And next week's lesson, we're going to see why exactly does the, the law even in the covenant, um, and we'll get to a little bit more into that. It's a little bit of a teaser there. But as we're looking at, at here, uh, God ransoming back his, his children from slavery and talking about if anyone wants to actually uh, be uh, uh, first in heaven, they're actually going to be a servant. They're actually going to be a slave. And so it says, what does this tell us about our worth? We are worth the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. We don't deserve that worth right mm-hmm. it's like sometimes right now i'm still trying to understand how bitcoin works <laughs> <laughs> i wish i knew uh and, and someone was telling me a horror story of someone who had millions of dollars of bitcoin mm. and they lost their hard drive and so therefore they don't have million and i'm like wait wait a second uh, i'm like who determines the worth of what this is worth and you realize. You know, someone out there fabricating this worth or, you know, but artificial is it exactly is artificial. Mm -hmm. But we have the most substantive uh, worth that could ever be purchased with the blood of Christ. Mm. That is the realest, truest, greatest worth, the worth that will not that is eternal worth. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's not temporal. It's not if your hard drive crashes, uh, Christ is not going to say I can't save you anymore. Yeah. He's there to, to save us eternally. And so we need to remember that and always hold on to it. Never let go. And so with that being said, Michael, uh, please tell us a little bit more about the Sinai Covenant.
1: Absolutely. Well, uh, we're, you know, looking at these patterns, we see a couple of different things. Uh, First of all, that um, the the author of the quarterly highlights that there are kind of like these three mountains. Um, You know, if you had been traveling, put yourself in the shoes of, of the ancient Israelites—they're leaving Egypt on their way to Israel, to the Promised Land. Uh, they're going through what's called the Negev. It's, it's the mm-hmm. desert. It's the barren place, right? Yes. And and they're going through that. So they would have been seeing a lot of different mountains along the way. But there are a couple of spots that really stand out. And and really, um, there are three moments that kind of are paramount, and the author actually. Um, Kind of describes them as three mountains themselves it's the exodus that they're traveling Mm -hmm. this whole process of going to the promised land Then you have the establishment of the covenant uh, And then finally you have the sanctuary and so you see this kind of description unfolding happening here all of these are object lessons themselves so the 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 exodus itself it's a it's sort of a lesson book for God's people from 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 Forever afterwards, people are to remember the story of the Exodus, how God worked in, in a remarkable way. Uh, and then you have the the law, which is probably what is, is best known from the all of the different stories through the Exodus. Yes, sir. Uh, and it kind of breaks it down. Um, Israel arrives. Um, God proposes a covenant. It's a nice breakdown from Exodus 19 through 24 here. Um, Israel promises to accept the covenant, mm-hmm. and then uh, there are these preparations. They have to fast. They have to do all these different things. Um, and then the Ten Commandments are actually proclaimed themselves. By the way, that's found in Exodus 20. By the way, a lot of people also don't know that the Ten Commandments are repeated. You also find the same Ten Commandments in Deuteronomy chapter Deuteronomy. 6. Deuteronomy, yes, you do. So this sort of pattern that's there. Uh, and then Moses as a covenant mediator, he's sort of there representing God to the people, right? right? And then the covenants are spelled out more specifically again, and the people of God ratify the covenant. So there's a sort of uh, very formal process, it seems in a way, but but yet God is trying to reveal himself. This is how I work. Uh, and so this kind of training process where God is working with his people so they can understand um that special relationship uh between god and his people so which kind of sets the stage for wednesday's lesson god and israel
0: yeah you know that that covenant that's being set up it uh, has it's conditional right yeah uh, the blessing right. the blessings that are conditional yes. yeah right so it says uh this is exodus 19 5 and 6 now therefore if you obey my voice indeed and, and keep my covenant then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine, right? And so Mm -hmm. you see this if. If you obey, then you will be my peculiar people, right?
1: Yeah, I want to come to that for just a second because it kind of piggybacks on what we were just talking about. Yes, it does. I I like how Dick Davidson at the Seminary at Andrews, he says, you know, um, all of these imperatives also can be understood as promises. Mm -hmm. So um, um, thou shalt, you know, not you know, whatever, um, is actually a promise saying you will not do these things.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, right? I, remember, I remember him sharing that. It's, a, it's almost like in the indicative, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's an indication of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you do this, then the natural thing that's going to flow out yeah. because of the natural law that I've created, yeah. then, then you're going to do these things, right? They're uh, promises. Yeah,
1: yeah. That, you know, these are things you will do because you follow me, you
0: love me, and, and it's just the, it's a natural response. But It's, it's sort of like... Uh, eating healthily as a kid, right? It mm-hmm. seems like a punishment. But if you eat healthily, you live a healthful life, right? <laughs> You're talking about all those vegetables my mom made me <laughs> Oh, my goodness. The one, <laughs> you mean the ones that we hid in our napkins and Asparagus, hid around? Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, not even mention that. <laughs> there might be someone
1: that listens that likes that. So I don't know.
0: I, I, I like, I'm like. i glad you said that, Michael, because sometimes we look at these yeah. in the negative slate Yeah. of saying, well, mm-hmm. I have to keep this because mm-hmm. then that's my salvation. No, God has more in store for us than just salvation. He has in store for us to have to give us salvation, but to give us life and have for us to have it more abundantly, according to John 10, 10. Mm. And so uh, Exodus nine, five and six. It says it's quoted above here, but it says talking about the context of salvation and by faith. And uh, it says here, notice that the Lord is talking to them about a peculiar treasure as a nation. And so I want to read Revelation, uh, not Revelation, Romans 320. And it says this, God does not accept people simply because they obey the law. Mm. Right. So listen, I'm going to read that again. Adventist church, please listen. God does not accept people simply because they obey the law and no, indeed all the law does is point out our sin. Mm. That's what it's there for, right? It it shows us that. Okay. So then how are we saved? Well, it goes on Romans 6, uh, 1 and uh, and 2 says, so we go ahead and justify our sin. So we go into certainly not. Uh, Kilgore in class. He, <laughs> not all versions of the Bible are, are appropriate, and there's a cotton, uh, uh, a cotton patch version of the Bible, and a farmer wrote it. And there he uses he double hockey sticks. No, <laughs> he says. So he goes and says sinning. He says, and Dr. Kilgore said, by all means, don't preach this version in your churches. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it's kind of that imperative though. Like no, yeah, certainly yeah. not uh, that infinitive. Uh, so. So right now, and we also recognize, according to Romans 7, 7, Mm -hmm. the law is not sin either, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The law is this mirror that's showing us that we've drifted off or that we've gotten closer.
1: I like that analogy of a mirror because, you yes. know, you kind of look into that and you say, oh, that's what God's talking about.
0: That's why I need a savior. Yeah, <laughs> <right>? exactly. <laughs> uh, and so Sister White brings out this wonderful quote. Uh, it's there in our, our lesson Wednesdays. And this mm-hmm. is what I'll, I'll end on this Wednesday's lesson. It mm-hmm. says, we do not earn our, sal- our, our salvation by obedience. Yep. For salvation is the free gift of God to be received by faith. And I underline this, but obedience is the fruit of faith. Mm. Right? It's the fruit of faith. It's, it it's the indication mm-hmm. of faith. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so therefore, uh, let's continue keeping mm-hmm. this in the correct perspective. It's not going to save us, but at the same time, it's important because out of our faith comes that obedience. And so remember, the, the, the concentration there is our faith, is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Love it. So tell us about, you already mentioned it, sort of promises and promises.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, there's this all these references to promises. We started talking about that already a little bit, but want to look at three specific passages. Romans 9, 31 and 32. Mm-hmm. But the people of God who pursued the law as the way of righteousness have not attained their goal. Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith, but as if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. Uh, and I think this passage is significant because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the danger is, as we make these things about ourselves. Like you mentioned before, I, 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 you know, that I yes. can do these things. I can do all of these things in, in, in my own strength, my own works. Um, and I think as Adventists that we focus on the Sabbath and the law, uh, it can be a temptation. It can Uh, that we focus too much on our own strengths. So somehow the fact that I keep the Sabbath makes me a better Christian or whatever, rather than the fact that the Sabbath isn't just about keeping the correct day. It's about a relationship. And If there's not that relationship that's there, it doesn't do you any good.
0: (laughs) Michael, imagine if if you you have a wonderful wife. I have a wonderful wife. But imagine if our lives were spent trying to prove to other couples that we have a better relationship than them. Oh my goodness! Right, and and it'd, just be in it'd, it'd, be, it'd be miserable, and It'll you're be. not enjoying each other.
1: No,
0: because you're trying to keep up these appearances, and it's not about appearances. It's yeah. about mm-hmm. who cares about what everyone else thinks, right, yeah. sweetie? Are you happy, right? Yeah. She's yeah. gonna ask me, "Are you happy?" Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it's about,
1: you know. And I, I think this, you know, and again, coming back to the Sabbath, I think that's what a lot of people are wondering. They just think Adventists are people trying to prove to everyone else that they're right. Like, you know, it's kind of like the annoying person. And, you know, I'm right and you're not and just want to argue about it. And The know-it-alls. The know-it-alls, yeah. And, and it's just, it's not like that. It's not like trying to prove, you know, I'm right and you're wrong. But but does the Sabbath make a difference in your life and transform how you live? And and I think if people actually see that and say, hey, the Sabbath, whatever you're doing, you have something in your life that I need. Yeah. And so God's law through the sabbath and all aspects of his law changes us to live wholesome happier just better lives in relationship to god and and that that is what the whole promises is about and and if we don't do that we we fall short i mean there's a lot of hang-ups i mean i we could talk i guess we could probably share each (laughs) of us some of our own stories you know what about lifestyle health reform these kinds of things again things that really are meant to be good Mm -hmm. in balance but instead, you know, it's almost, you know, I've, I've had a few people over, you know, that kind of, I could tell they were inspecting my cupboards, you know, they're trying to find, yeah. you know, is there anything so, that... Trust me,
0: trust me, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, and, and by the way... Is uh, this real cheese? Yeah, <laughs> and,
1: and, and by the way, one of the funniest stories in Adventist history was Ellen White was in Europe and there was this lady that was very hypercritical of all the church members. And so Ellen White's there. And so while Ellen White went down to speak, she broke into her hotel room and was searching through her luggage. She's like, well, Ellen White. And so she's trying to find some dirt on Ellen White, right? And Ellen White comes in her back to her room and finds her doing that. Pretty
0: sure the Holy Spirit told her to go back. It must have been,
1: right? It must have been. <laughs> can you can you imagine doing that? Breaking into Helen White's luggage, trying to look, you know, there must be something here if I can just find it, you know, kind of thing. But she has some sternest words of rebuke about having and cultivating a critical spirit.
0: Oh, you know, a, a friend of mine, uh, as she's just said that, mm. uh, having a, a just a prayer partner, and uh, he's yeah. he sent over this uh, to me earlier this week. It was just basically. Uh, and I, 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 I don't want to be guilty of just uh, incorrectly quoting, but basically the quote is, well, Michael here, gab a little bit while I find it because I, I right. know I have it here. Well,
1: I want, I'm gonna let's read this next verse from yeah, 10.3 while you're looking that up. Uh, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. And that's just talking a little bit more about the same kind of thing, um, how we try to establish, we try to make ourselves look good in our own righteousness our own right doing rather than it being about god and then finally the last verse and I'll, I'll come back to you buster okay hebrews 4 1 and 2 and this time reading from the good old king james let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest any of you should seem to come short of it for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them but the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with Mm. faith in them that heard it in other words i you know what i see here um you can do all the outward things correctly but if it's not out of a converted heart out of a heart of love it just doesn't do you any good in other words you can be a vegetarian you can even be a vegan yeah you don't have God's love, transforming love in
0: your heart. What, what, what good is it? It doesn't do you. It's a clinging symbol. Yeah,
1: it doesn't <laughs> do you any good. Now, hey, I'm a vegetarian and uh, sometimes I'm a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> but the yes, most sir. important of all is I hope God's love is transforming my heart. And, Amen. And, um, you know, uh, yeah. So, Buster, did you find that?
0: Yeah, I did. So, uh, uh, Michael, you you probably know more about it. But I, I had never heard of John Madison and no. he was, at a, he was a, a missionary, and Sister White went to go see him, and the church was just in disarray. They're fighting oh, and they're bickering. they are
1: talking about the Norwegian
0: missionary. Yes, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. know, they, uh-huh. they call him the Viking missionary, yeah, right? right? Right, right. And so she has this rebuke mm-hmm. against the church. She says, mm. in this great day of atonement, Our work is that of heart-searching and self-abasement and confession of sin, each humbling his own soul before God and seeking pardon for himself individually. Let no Christian be found an accuser of the brethren. Satan is the one who bears this title. We are not to take part in this work. Boy, I don't remember ever hearing that before. That's amazing. Yes. You know, and so my, my, my uh, prayer partner shared that with me. And I'm just like, you know what? That's something in my own heart. Mm-hmm. I know I, I need to get over, right? Lord, yeah. this is between you and I. Help me to pray for my brothers and care yeah. for them, mm-hmm. not just want to accuse them and say, well, you're doing this or you're doing that. Uh, truly work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't mean being scared of God. It means work out your own salvation in the presence of God, right? Love it. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I think we just need to keep coming back to Jesus. You know, it's really salvation is so simple, it and yet is. we make it so complicated.
0: It, yeah, we do. We do too
1: complicated. He's <laughs> done it.
0: He's done everything for us. He just, he wants us. At the end of the day, he wants us. He wants a relationship with us. God wants yeah. a relationship with us. And the
1: story this week is how God wanted ancient Israel. He kept mm-hmm. trying to work with them patiently, showing them, teaching them. They stumbled, messed up, and and failed. But God was that. Just as the opening image of of that that eagle spreading its mm-hmm. wings you know uh on its young that uh, we have to remember god is such a loving gracious god working um to reveal himself slowly as we're able to uh and bring us to him amen well i think it puts a wrap for another week so this is soup and swoops signing, signing up as we put a wrap on this week's lesson this is campbell swoops signing off
0: or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.